Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your host, Jeff Jenkins. Greetings, I'm Jeff on this end. And I'm Stephen. We have an awesome uh, subject matter that we're going to go into. Of course, just about anything in the Bible is awesome. Amen. And so we want to look at some principles concerning Christ the rejected stone. Uh, stone, we're going to build on that in just a moment, find out what this foundation stone is all about, what Christ's rejected stone is, uh, what rock represents. And we're going to find it's all through the Bible. It's a very Amen. interesting subject matter. Uh, the headstone, not so much like a funeral stone, but Christ, the head of the corner. Amen. So we want to talk about that. And I, I would like to ask Brother Stephen a question. Brother Stephen, could we say effectively that the very same Jesus that was rejected, the rejected stone, 2,000 years ago, are we seeing that same parallel today? There is a parallel, uh, mm -hmm. Brother Jeff. The yeah. uh, idea, I think, comes from uh, Revelation. Where it talks about Jesus as the Alpha and the Omega. Mm -hmm. It says in Genesis, in Revelation chapter 1 and in verse 11 that He's Alpha and Omega. He's the first and the last, mm -hmm. uh, showing that, uh, and of course, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. So what we would expect is that uh, when Jesus comes the second time, yeah. that uh, there would be parallels with His first coming. Mm. And uh, there's some obvious ones. When He came the first time, uh, the people didn't recognize Him for who He was. Mm -hmm. um, he came unexpectedly. He came as a as a baby in a manger, yeah. not uh, with uh, with the hosts of heaven and the armies and the and the trumpets blowing yeah. as they perhaps expected him to yeah. come. And consequently, when he did come in this age, mm -hmm. in the form now of his word made yeah. manifest, yeah. the revealed word for yeah. this day, yeah. um, again they missed the package. They missed the way in which God represented Himself. When Jesus came the first time, He represented Himself in a very humble way. It was yeah. God in ultimate simplicity, yeah. born yeah. in a stable with yeah. shepherds and yeah. uh, and with animals and, and just not the way they expected. Mm -mm. Today, we see the same thing. We see God coming in a very humble way. Yeah. And I would say that because He says He's first and last, mm -hmm. we'd see the same a uh, pattern repeating itself like we did in the Old Testament. Exactly right. When he came in the Old Testament, that was the shadow, Paul says, of things to come. Yeah. And now in the New Testament, mm -hmm. uh, the part that we have uh, in, in our hands as, as the Bible the, from yeah. the book of Acts and, yeah. and, and that time period, and of course now we're still in the New Testament yeah. because now we're at the end of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So Alpha being the first letter of the Greek language, Omega being the last letter in the Greek language. Mm -hmm. um, but because we're dealing with God and God is eternal, mm -hmm. the end and the beginning are the same point. It's like a circle. It is. So you start with Christ uh, in the in uh, the Gospels, yep. and we go now full circle, mm -hmm. and we come back to Christ again. Mm -hmm. Now not in the form of the man from Nazareth, right. but now in a form that's getting ready to be the bridegroom to come and receive a bride. Amen. A, 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 not the beginning now, but the yep. end. Yeah. So the first and the last, but nevertheless, the same patterns. So we can have a parallel uh, between, in other words, God doesn't change and man doesn't Amen. change. 
And, and, and we find that Jesus refers to himself to the Sadducees and Pharisees as the stone that the builders had rejected. Right. So what we find is, is that Jesus said of that stone, he said that if I fall on you, you'll be crushed to powder. Right. But he said, I would prefer that you would fall on me and be broken. Amen. So it's the objective of the Christian to fall on Christ and be broken. And that's repentance. That's coming to the Lord in acknowledgement of His Word, recognizing what He's done in our day, and, and then aligning ourselves to uh, that Word that God has given in our day. We say our day because each age has a message and a messenger. And so, as Brother Stephen said, we have the Alpha and Omega principle. Uh, we have got Christ in the beginning in the book of Acts and the Gospels. And we have Christ now in the end. Amen. How do we have Christ in the end? It's because the very same ministry that Jesus exhibited in his body, we see that very same life and ministry in our day. We've seen the restoration of justification under Luther, Wesley, sanctification, the restoration of the gifts under Pentecost, and then finally the very life and ministry exhibited through a prophet, William Branham, in our day. So it's an indication that we're at the end. And so then man is, man is now, um, he is now asked the same question. He is, he is now being given the same circumstances that were repeated in Jesus' day are being repeated right now. And what will we do with this man called Christ? Right. This stone of stumbling. Uh, why don't we read that, Brother Stephen? Sure. Do you have that in Peter? I just think that's a great scripture in which to read. And uh, Christ, this stone of stumbling. And just if you could read that, I'd appreciate that. I think uh, what I'll do is I'll start in First Peter chapter two and verse four. All right. And then lay that down as the uh, as the basis, and then then we'll get to verse eight, which is the stone of stumbling. Good. So what Peter is saying in uh, in this epistle is to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, mm -hmm. a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which which believe, he is precious. Amen. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And here is the, the verse you were referring to, yeah. Brother Jeff. Verse 8, And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Whoa. So here we, we find that ultimately, although Christ is the stone, what we're finding out as well is, is that Christ being this stumbling stone, but what they stumbled at was one, the package. Right. Because he was born of a woman. Yes. Because he came and the Bible said there was no beauty that we would desire him. Right. He did not knock on Caiaphas's door. Right. He did not come uh, to any denomination. Right. And I think that uh, really crosses the grain of human nature and pride and, and identity with their church. Right. Christ did not identify with any religious establishment, although he himself was, we'll say, uh, born uh, in a Jewish home. Right. He, was, uh, he was going to the synagogue or the temple. 
Um, he was uh, obeying the word of God, right. assembling himself together. Uh, he was even going through um, the, the, the scriptures concerning the Sabbath and the holy days. Yes. He was living the word out, yes. but he was not identified with Methodist or Baptist or Presbyterian right. or any of the such. When he was 12 years old, they were, they were wanting to know um, in, in their tradition, who was your teacher? Who was your master? Yeah. Which school yeah. are you coming from? Exactly. Where, which denomination yeah. of Sadducees, Pharisees, Herodians? Yeah. Which one are you from? Yeah. And uh, he would just go back to the word. Yeah. And that's and they couldn't answer that. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to debate theology with yeah. him, and yeah. yet he was the word. My. You look at, um, they stumbled at the word, and what we find is, is that when we look at stumbling stone or stone or rock, we find that Paul says in Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, that we find that Jesus was the rock, that smitten rock that followed them in the wilderness. And we find out that he smote the rock, Moses, smote the rock because the people were murmuring. And this was the question that they asked Moses. They said, where is God? Are we, where is God? In other words, they were concerned with and, and wondering to themselves, where is this God? And if there be a God, where is he? And so Mo God tells Moses to smite the rock and let waters pour forth. So the waters were pouring forth, but the question was, is who is this God and where is this God? Mm. That in a sense was the epitome of unbelief because God had delivered them from Egypt. God had sent 10 plagues God had uh, parted the, 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 the sea, the, right. the Dead Sea, the Red Sea. They had walked out on dry land. God had consumed their enemies and, and, and broken their chariot wheels. God had given them manna in the wilderness. God had, uh, their clothes never wore out. Their right. shoes never wore thin. Right. Uh, everything was supernatural. Manna right. from heaven, everything yeah. was supernatural. And yet they said, you know, where is God? Right. And so I could say that of our generation. Right. Um, it, we, we live in a generation that has seen the dead raised. We've seen a man, uh, Brother Branham, discern the very thoughts and intents of the heart, calm storms, uh, raise the dead from life again. You know, we refer to Brother Branham a lot, and it's not because we, in a sense, um, worship the man, Brother Branham, no more than we would worship Moses or Noah. But if God is fulfilling Scripture, and the, the, and the headstone principle, as Brother Stephen said, this capstone principle or this chief cornerstone becoming the head principle is the Alpha and Omega principle. That the Alpha was Christ. He went down to the ground and that seed was buried. The purpose of that seed being buried, Jesus said, if the seed fall on the ground and die, it abideth alone. And then, except it fall on the ground and die, it'll abide alone. Then after it's dead and rots and that germ of life is brought to life, then we find that there's many more seed just like the original seed right. that went out of the grave. So Christ was that original seed and now he's reproducing an original seed again Amen. in his last day. Amen. But there had to be a ministry <clears throat> just like that of Jesus Christ. That is what we're enjoying in, in, the, in the 21st century. Correct. Is a ministry just like his. You know, the, the type uh, in the Old Testament of Moses uh, smiting the rock yeah. and rivers of water yeah. flowing out. Remember, there were over 2 million people mm -hmm. and, uh, and their animals, and they were all going to drink. So yeah. this wasn't a little trickle. This no. was a huge gushing mm -hmm. river mm -hmm. of water that came out Incredible. of that rock. 
uh, to to provide uh, the the to, to quench their thirst yeah. and to save their life. Yeah. So Christ was that smitten rock. We we know that because uh, we can come and drink of the waters of life freely today. Yeah. Like He told the woman at the well, He said, "If you knew who you were talking yeah. to, you would ask me for a drink." There you go. So we have we have come to that well, and millions have come to that well uh, down through the last two thousand years, but. We know there was another time that Moses smote the rock. He was supposed to speak to the rock, yeah. but he smote the rock the yep. second time. Yep. And again, we have to ask ourselves, well, what was that a type of? Mm -hmm. And now we know that the first time he smote the rock, well, that was in the plan of God that Jesus right. would be crucified and that the rock would be smitten. Yep. But the second time when mm -hmm. he was supposed to speak to the rock, it turned out uh, that Moses was going to fulfill what would happen when Jesus came the second time? My. As we've been talking about the Omega time exactly. of his coming. And once again, he would smite the rock to show that there would be another time that the stone would be rejected. Thessalonians, the, doesn't it, Brother Stephen, refer to an apostate age in right. which Christ would be rejected? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only... Um, the principle of Christ being rejected, mm -hmm. but really Christ himself. Yeah. I think we could say that from the 1800s, the age of skepticism, that the principle mm -hmm. of, a, of Christianity and the Bible as a trustworthy source, mm -hmm. that was being eroded away. Yes. But we're seeing a, something a lot deeper than that today. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, as you described, we've got every mm -hmm. reason to believe that Christ is is back yeah. on the scene Amen. in the same way that he was here on earth in the physical form of Amen. the man from Nazareth, yeah. but now he's come back in the form of his word, living in a body, in a, in a bride. My. And to reject that yeah. is, uh, is what Moses was, was referring to, that this generation would reject Christ a second time. And, and, and Jesus said, when you receive my disciples, or yeah. when you, he says, you go into the city two by two, don't take an extra coat, don't take any extra money, and go in and preach the word of God, and heal their sick and raise their dead and tell them the kingdom of God has come nigh to them. And so he says, when they receive you, they receive me. When they reject you, they reject me. That was the Alpha Principle right. and the Omega Principle. We are, we are the ambassadors of Jesus Christ today. L written epistles, learn and read of all men. Amen. So Paul says, I don't need a letter of commendation from any man. You are my letter of commendation. So we are the fruit of the word. Every person is, is a product of what they're feeding on. If you're feeding on mass media, television, uh, Hollywood, the things of the world, then you'll become a product of that. That will become your belief system. But if you're feeding on the Word of God, the eternal Word of God that can never pass away, and that becomes your life source, then you will, as you feed on the Word, you become that living Word. And that's what Peter is referring to, that not just a stone in a temple, but right. we become living stones, lively Amen. stones. And now Christ is the headstone. What does that mean for Christ to be the head of the corner? Well, the stone was rejected. And we find out, and I'm going to read that to you because we might ask ourselves, well, how was that stone rejected in Jesus' day? Well, we just read in Peter that it says that they stumbled at the word. But I want to read to you now in the book of Acts because I, I love the way uh, that Peter preaches his inaugural message here in the book of Acts. And he's telling the, a generation that had crucified Christ and, and this Christ had rose again. He's telling them, you missed it but I'm going to give you a second chance. You can repent right now 
and ask God to forgive you because you all have blood on your hands and you all rejected and crucified the Christ. And this is what he said, and I'm going to read it to you in Acts uh, chapter 4, and you'll have to read the story above it in chapters 3. What we find is, and I'll give you a brief uh, a run over on chapter 3, that Peter heals a man at the gate called Beautiful. Mm. And when he raises this man from his paralytic condition, and he'd been there, uh, he's a 40-year-old man, and now his legs have received strength. He's strong again. He's, the Bible says he's leaping and he's embracing the disciples. Even Caiaphas and the Sadducees and Pharisees said, this is indeed a notable miracle. Right. And we're, we, can't, we can't say a whole lot about the miraculous, but we're going to tell these guys privately not to speak in the name of Jesus. And then they said, would it be better for us to obey you or obey God? Amen. So there was the contention between the religious establishment of that day and the living word right there in the disciples. And that contention goes on today. God is not identified with a system. He's identified with individuals Amen. that are born again, that accept the word of God as the, the inerrant word of God as God in print form. Now, I'm going to read it to you now. And like I said, when you get a chance to open up your Bible, you read chapters three because chapter three of, of the book of Acts, because that reveals more of really what I want to say. And it says in chapter uh, four, verse six, and Annas, the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power, by what name have you done this? They had healed the man at the gate called Beautiful. Right. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. They thought that all the supernatural would have died when Jesus died. Mm. They thought that when they put Jesus in the grave, there'd be no more questions. The, mm. the name Jesus would be silenced forever upon the lips of man. Right. But what they did not reckon with was a resurrection. Amen. So that lively stone, Jesus Christ, rose again. But he didn't stop there, did he? He came and incarnated, dwelt the disciples and the 120 and 3,000 in, in chapters 3 in the book of Acts and 5,000. And the church thus began to grow and grow until this very day in 2006. Christ is still alive. Amen. Now it goes on to say this, this is Peter's now going to tell you what Jesus already said. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders. Jesus said, which the builders had rejected. But he didn't say, you are the builders. Right. Now, Peter says, you are the builders. What, what are they saying now? Peter is saying that you guys claim to be the ongoing or the further revelation or the further understanding of God and His Word. You are scribes, you are Pharisees, you're the religious leaders, you're telling the people what to believe and how to believe, and yet the very source and fountain of life, the very belief that you should be embracing, you've rejected. So he says, the stone was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Right. In other words, Brother Stephen said, the Alpha and Omega principle. Right. So we have the cornerstone, now we have Christ fulfilling the, the actual uh, fulfillment of the building of the Old Testament was complete in Jesus Christ. Shadows and types throughout the Old Testament, now all fulfilled in Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. 
Now we see the parallel from Jesus the Alpha and now Jesus the Omega in our day. And it goes on to say, Neither is there salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hindu, uh, Muslim, um, Catholic, uh, doesn't matter what your background is, the only way in which man can be saved today is to confess the name of Jesus Christ and to repent of your sins. goes on to say, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. I want you to understand that Peter and James and John were not taught in seminary. They were unlearned and ignorant men. But it goes on to say, They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen. So we find that Jesus is this living stone or lively stone or head of the corner. He's the chief cornerstone. And that same headstone or head of the cornerstone ministry or the, the stone that is, repre Christ represented a, a headstone, which means fullness. Now we've had that same fullness in Amen. our day again. It's exciting. Amen. It's truly exciting to think that I'm sitting here, Brother Steve, and we're speaking to tens of millions of people about Jesus Christ fulfilling Scripture in our very day. Right. It's exciting. Amen. And we only want you to embrace it. We don't want you to follow us. That's the least thing we want you to do. We want you to look upon Jesus. Remember when, they, the, when Peter said to these men, um, why gaze ye at us as though we're holy or that we've done some mighty thing within our own power? But this is the resurrected Jesus. Amen. I've seen that resurrected Jesus. I've seen the dead raised, eyes that were blind opened again. Um, I've seen all forms of supernatural signs and wonders. And if you are believing and you're amid, among a believing church, you'll see those same signs and wonders. But more importantly... The Word of God in the Bible that had been obscured through the Dark Ages has now been made real and alive, and, and it is now revealed during the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, all the mystery of God shall be finished. That's the age we're living in. This is the Omega Age. We've been through the Alpha in Jesus. Now we're in the Omega. There's many things that happen in between A to Z, but what we want to catch is that we're in the Z. Right. We're at the end time. It's an exciting age, Brother Stephen. It is. Yeah. You know, um, in that chapter 3, uh, you were referring to uh, before when Peter was preaching. And, and uh, in chapter 3, he says this in verse 20. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, yeah. whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, Beautiful. which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Mm. Going back to the Alpha and Omega principle, he's, Peter's tying it back. He's saying, uh, whom all the prophets have spoken about. Yeah. Now, Jesus came and he fulfilled that. Mm -hmm. He was preached unto you. Yeah. But there's going to be a time of restitution of Amen. all things that the heavens must receive. He can't come back until those things have been restored. That's Amen. what restitution means. It means uh, restoration. Mm -hmm. And the principle is that it had to be lost before <laughs> it could be restored. There you go. And so between the uh, time that Jesus was on earth, between the time of this time that Peter is actually mm -hmm. talking to them mm -hmm. and revealing Jesus Christ to them, right. showing he's the same yesterday and today and forever, and yet there would be a time that that would fall Beautiful. away and then it would come back again yeah. in, uh, in our day. Yeah. And that is 
when you read the scripture, the restitution of all things, and we realize that since the dark ages, yeah. we've had the restoration of justification. We've had the restoration of uh, holiness, of sanctification. Amen. We've had the re restoration of water baptism by immersion, water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. It's all been restored it's all back. Been restored. So the only thing left is the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. And that brings us back to the head. It does. Back to the mind of Christ. Back to the mind of Christ. I want to read a scripture because we've got two minutes left. And I want to uh, see if I can find this really quick. It wasn't on my notes. Here we are. And I want us to see that Jesus, uh, there was a rumor going around during Jesus' time. He had died, rose again, and now ascended in the form of the Holy Spirit. And there was a rumor going around that Christ had come already. Mm. or that his coming was going to be eminent. Mm. And Paul, uh, he contests this argument and he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit or by word or by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. So Paul is saying somebody has written a letter. There's a rumor going around that Christ's coming is eminent. And Paul says that can't be because what Brother Stephen just said, there has to be a falling away. There has, the word has to be, become obscured. There, there have to be the dark ages. There has to be an apostate age. So we're living in a time when uh, now that word had been obscured, 1,500 years of dark ages, 1,500 years of the church, Catholic church predominantly, uh, Church of Spain, Church uh, of, of Rome, uh, persecuting the Inquisition, Bloody Mary, persecuting the believers, 68 million Protestants dying. And what we find here is just that, then that, that during that time of darkness, Paul says this, he says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day the coming of the Lord cannot come except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he is, as God is sitting in the temple showing himself that he is God, remitting sins. Um, so what we're going to go into this next session, we're going to have a wonderful time. This is we want to see that we're living in the age, this apostate age that at the very end, in the evening time, it shall be light. Amen. And right. So God promises a restitution of all things before Jesus can return. God bless you. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. We're living in the, in the time of the end, the end times the Bible talks about. It says, as we've just heard in Zechariah, that in the evening time it would be light. Evening time is a dusk time, it's a twilight time. It's a time where it's neither light nor dark. We've had the dark ages. Friends, you have to make sure that the light that you're receiving for today is the true light for this hour. Walk in the light as He is in the light. Tune in next week to hear another program as we bring it to you from God's Word. God bless you. Friends, today's program, Christ the Cornerstone, as well as a sermon by Pastor Jeff Jenkins entitled The Chief Cornerstone, are both available on DVD. To order these DVDs, visit us on our website at globalanswers.us or write to Global Answers, 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio. Our zip code is 45801 here in the USA. We encourage you to write us with any comments or questions about our program. 
Your feedback is very important to us, and we look forward to hearing from you. Our email address is info at globalanswers.us. Thanks for joining us today, and may our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.